This week's episode of Here's What I'm Getting is brought to you in part by family. Family is the only thing that can defeat space. It can defeat submarines. It can defeat land, sea, and air. Family is uh, the thing that brings us all together. It takes busters who are undercover cops, makes them like a brother to you till they get replaced with the digital nightmare monster. Then you have to create a new brother, a man-lit Chinese-loving ex-wrestler. And uh, he's pretty uninteresting. But uh, as long as we're family, we can family our family out of the family. Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only formerly, formerly interfamilial podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I am your host, Tad Burton. With me today, as always, my friend, my brother, my family, Tim the Handlebreaker. <laughs> How's it going, fam? It's going pretty good. We watched all of the Fast and Furious movies over the last two days. <laughs> Most of them. We watched all the Fast and Furious movies post-Tokyo Drift. Yes. Yeah. And excluding Hobbs and Shaw. Which I actually like a lot more now. Uh, you want to jump right into our little mini movie review? Yeah, yeah. We watched Fast 9, the ninth mm-hmm. movie in the Fast and Furious franchise. The newest one. Which they should have called that move, this movie Fast Needs to Die. Because <laughs> this franchise is out of gas. Yeah. If you understand what I'm saying here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially, I don't know if it's because of the fatigue. We got. I don't think so. Uh, watching an entire franchise because when I watched the the first eight, yeah, you know, I, I'd watch one, and then I, a couple days later, I'd watch the second one. I watched them over the course of weeks, you know, uh, probably like three or four weeks, two a week or mm-hmm. something like that. And I did uh, enjoy that experience. And I got to eight, and I was, I mean, the end of seven, seven felt like a good end of the line, and then uh-huh. eight, I was like, okay, you know, they're they're doing something here. Then watching them again. Eight was a was just a movie that happened. Yeah, it just kind of eight just kind of happens. And then nine is also happening, but it's happening at a way like dumber, longer pace. Yeah, it, the movie was the pacing was really not good, and I think a huge thing that contributed to that was the fact that so they introduced John Cena as Dom's long lost, a lot wider brother. Yeah. And which they even make, they allude to that in the movie. Yes. That they look, don't look alike. I yeah. thought it was going to be like, Oh, he's a, he was an illegitimate son. That's why he killed yeah. your dad. That was not the case. Um, spoiler alert. He kills their dad. The, the movie, it had to, it had to establish that backstory. And the way they felt that was best to do that was through a extensive number of flashbacks yeah throughout the movie only one of which was good there's one there's one moment in it's basically the end of act two where they dom has this like come to jesus moment yep and it was far and away the best part of the movie it was shot beautifully the composition was interesting the way they were moving from point to point was interesting yeah it was i don't want to talk too much about it because it's like a huge emotion it's the emotional pivot anchor of the film um but i got to that moment and i was like this is this feels like 
they handed this off to two two guys like, ah, we don't have time to film. Why don't you go throw together this 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 flashback sequence? And those those two guys went and shot all that and then edited it. And the director was like, oh, it's pretty cool. Well, put it leave in the movie. <laughs> but so they they do that all this flashback flashing back to establish that they were brothers and what happened to him and why we haven't heard about him for nine movies. Yeah. And all it does is like it makes the the movie feel like you're shifting from third gear to first gear constantly. Constantly. So you're you're cruising along at a good pace and then you suddenly shift and you're like as you like get jerked back to a halt, back to square one to then accelerate back up through the gears. It was uh it's because they wanted to like add depth to John Cena's character mm-hmm. so that he could be, so that he could be redeemed at the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, so they're like, well, we want Dom to think that, uh, that his brother killed their dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have to have it so that it was actually really kind of, it was really just an accident. Yes. Uh, and it makes it, it it adding that character lessens his character. It does. Why? Like, like would not, it, it would have been much better if like, cause, cause we never see, we just know that the first time we glimpse his, his brother is when Mr. Nobody's being attacked and he sees the, the cross. He's got this yeah. cross. And so we know that it's someone, if you have, like, if you haven't seen the trailers, right, you know, it's someone close to Dom probably. Right, just based on yeah context clues. So when you go there and it's uh, and they're like, "Who was that?" and he was like, "That's my brother." Uh, they're like, "Whoa, you have a brother?" He's like, "Yeah, I never, I don't talk about him because he killed our dad." Yeah, that that's really all you need to know. Yeah, uh, and then and then he could have the revelation. Then you could have the one flashback, the one the flashback. one sequence we saw where yeah. You see it all, and you finally like have this moment of realization, and understanding that allows him to forgive his brother. Yes, yeah, that's a way better movie you yeah. already. <laughs> and you've shaved forty five minutes off the runtime, mm-hmm. which is also important. Yeah, they the the that whole relationship feels very forced. It feels like they're trying to replace Brian, uh, Paul Walker's character, and and replace Brian and The Rock. And it's all yeah, and, and both of those, and also the movie is hampered because it's not just the Dom flashbacks. So they reintroduce Han, they bring him back because they are just shedding major characters. So yeah. they bring him back, and then there's this whole sequence where they explain to us how already the this franchise is goofy because he <laughs> dies in three, yeah. and then he appears in four, five, six, and he's then killed in the post credits of six. The, uh-huh the inciting incident of seven. So then they bring him back and it's like, Oh yes, I was killed in three and also the end of six and the middle of seven. But I was actually working with Mr. Nobody who faked it all. And it was just a trick of editing. We never actually explained how I got out of that. And then we have to, we have another character that's introduced as being important to Han. So we have to flashback that whole story. And it's just like, we are going too deep. Which was, which was, that was awkwardly shot. It was. Well, that's the second half of it. Yeah. Like he gets shot up and like, wait, because they hadn't shown, because they hadn't yet shown the Jason Satham blowing him up. Yes. 
And so like they're showing the Honda flashback and we're like, oh, we're going to see how he got out of that car. Like, so he's stealing this thingy and then. Yeah, because that happened before the, the ambush with Statham. And yeah, he's he gets a weird, shot a bunch of times. It looks like he gets shot to death, and to then death. he's not dead. Yeah, and that I agree with you. That was really poorly shot. Um, the characters are basically the same. They're almost becoming more and more two dimensional. Yeah, uh, with these, uh, you have Ludacris, who is like the tech genius and answers all the questions, and now he's really into math. That that's his. <laughs> he's like autistic with math. Mind you, he was introduced as the mechanic that the garage Brian worked for in two. Yeah. That was what he was. And then they made him. Well, a, actually, he was introduced as a uh, as a hit rapper in the first one. Yeah, that's true. On the radio. Tyrese Gibson is just mouthy and then gets made fun of and makes that face. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Letty is like strong-willed and a powerful woman. Yeah. It's... Powerful woman who don't who powerful woman who really wants Vin Diesel to put a baby in her. <laughs> yes, it, it's so you, you know the movie's not really doing. She's been with that she's way. been with Dom since they were like thirteen. Yeah, uh, and he was with the Brazilian chick for two weeks and knocked her up. <laughs> nice. I think it was longer than that because it was long enough for uh, little Brian to be. No, no. She worked for the first Shaw, so yeah, it, it, she was. It was it was a little little span of time because he must he got with her before little before the Brian and Mia's baby is born, yeah. And then we see him still with her when that baby is like a little like a little eight month old or something. Yeah, yeah the the plot was also nonsensical. John Cena is evil because he needs to be, he's yep. working for an evil douchebag European who is evil because he has daddy issues and they kidnap Charlie Theron for some reason. And their plan is to, they have to find this green ball that's been cut in half and one half is in one place and the other half is in another place. And the Chinese girl has to hold it to turn it on. And then they're going to use it to activate a satellite. Now we watch this three of us watch this movie together in the same room. And not one of us understood what the green ball did, did or why it was connecting to a satellite. Probably because we were like phasing in and out of paying yeah. attention because it was not an interesting movie. No. But I was just amazed that not one of us knew why this whole third act was happening. Of course, they go to space in this one. <laughs> the most shocking thing, though, by far, was that we were watching these movies on Sunday. We watched everything but eight and nine. We're watching these movies on Sunday. We're talking about how they want to cross over with Jurassic Park. And I said, when is there going to be a Minions movie where they're like driving around and the guy's like, boobity-bobity-bebop, and they're in the in the passenger Annie. seat. Yeah, and that kind of <laughs> shit. And like they have to, they race Gru. And we're like, ha, 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 that's so, that is so funny, Tab, because it's a ridiculous thing that could never happen. And then it happened in fucking Fast and Furious 9. <laughs> kind of, but yeah. <laughs> I... I I was I laughed for like a solid two oh, minutes. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it, it was, was hilarious. It was real funny. They they bring the minions into this universe. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was disappointing. Not that these movies are these movies aren't high art, but they're a fun watch. You know, um, 
And I think this movie's downfall, uh, you know, comes probably they changed writers. The same guy has been writing these movies since three, three, yeah. four, five, six, seven, uh, and eight, all written by the same one dude. Uh, and Justin Lin did three, four, five, and six. Yes. Um, as director, and those movies. Uh, are not super CG heavy. They're not. Uh, I mean, eight was pretty CG heavy, but seven and eight start really dabbling in the CG. Uh, but you know, there's, I think, you know, them pulling the bank, the, the, uh, the safe, the Rio, uh, flipping all these cars and six, uh, and the air, big old airplane thing. Yeah the runway scene, uh, all that stuff, uh, done mostly practically, uh, makes it look cool and fun to watch. Uh, nine is not fun to watch because they are so reliant on CG for everything in that movie. They really, really are. And the other thing is that the, the watching the four, five, four through nine all there in a row, they started, they really lost the whole, these are street racers deal. Yeah. Other than they do one scene in a movie. One but, per movie. But they're one. like, we're going to go to this street racer meetup and we do this meetup. They do a race and you're like, cool. That's right. This is a, this is a car movie series about <laughs> street racing. Yeah. And then, uh, I think it was eight was the first one where the movie opens with the street race scene. Like, we're just going to get this out of the way. Get then we the can get to our stupid superhero spy film, yeah. which is a huge theme in this this new one, is that Tyrese Gibson is convinced that they are superheroes because of all the ridiculous shit that happens to them and not yeah. a scratch on them. And I and the, and, movie as the, almost, and the movie is like playing into that. At one point, Vin Diesel grabs two chains and collapses a building on top of himself yeah. and doesn't die. Like, how is this... What is this movie? That entire last the entire third sequence? act is so insulting to the intelligence of the viewers. Like they think that you don't understand the basics of how magnets work. Or yeah, I mean, the, the the beginning scene in uh, Spain. Yeah. When they're on that rickety bridge and the side the 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 bit that's behind them gets Oh, you're talking about, no you you mean they were in they were in uh Monte Cristo. Yeah, they were in the Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah. And they're on that rickety wooden bridge. Monte Quinto. And the part behind them gets cut. And yes. they keep driving forward. Yeah. Because they had traction. That's not the stupid part of that scene, Tim. That was that that makes a little bit of sense because my Hot Wheels can go down a track and back up a tall track. What the stupid no, no, that, no, 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 no. the stupid part of that scene <laughs> is when Vin Diesel catches a steel cable with the the passenger side wheel of his charger, swings through the air across a bay, and then tucks and rolls across uh -huh. a hill to land that back on his wheels. Done. That's the stupid part of that scene. Uh, needless to say, it's a dumb movie. Uh, and I don't think I'd recommend it. But not in a good way. It's dumb and not in a good way. Yes. I would also not recommend it. Yeah. Well, uh, anything else you want to catch people up on this week? Um, I don't know. Uh, we had, you know, Thanksgiving was last week. Oh, that's right. It was. Uh, I think we both had pretty quiet, normal Thanksgivings. Yeah, I, I did. I just skipped it. 
It was nice. Yeah. I watched a bunch of Seinfeld. That's really about it, I think. Um I am now the I am now the top of the ladder. Yes. I that's why we got together yesterday was to celebrate me the con- congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Taking taking the the wheel of everything now. You're Jesus. I am. I am Jesus. Yeah. yeah. But the nice thing is I'm probably going to be working from home like a lot lot more. Uh anyway. Well, let's get into some issues, Tim. What's your first issue this week? Here's what I don't get. Uh, homeless people. I don't like homeless people. Yeah, me either. Uh, what do you think? Uh, crazy homeless people. So specifically, like crazy homeless people. Mm-hmm. Do you think they go crazy because they're homeless, or do you think they're homeless because they're crazy? Which one is do you think is is more? Well, I think they they're homeless because they're crazy. Yeah, I think that that unfortunately that is. Uh, uh, I probably more more often than not the yeah. case. Um, I still don't like homeless people because uh, because I think once you become a homeless person, like because you don't have a home, you just you think you you treat everything else you think you treat everything around you like it's like it's your own. Yeah, because it, none of nothing's yours, then everything is just garbage to you. Yeah. Uh I woke up Sunday morning, Monday morning. Monday morning I woke up because the crazy home there's a crazy homeless lady mm-hmm. shouting at the top of her lungs. Yeah. Uh you should just get a gun. Yeah. That'll fix that. Uh I don't know how many I, the it's it's funny. I uh, I think the 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 cops have been called on more homeless people than any cr- actual crime probably in in my neighborhood. Uh, the worst is people cutting through your yard. Yeah. Uh, to get nowhere. To get nowhere. Yeah. They should. They they go through your yard. You're. Tim lives on a street that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. So if you, if you go through his yard and and then you end up in on his street, you still have quite a ways to get anywhere. Yes. It's not like you live on a you live in like a small strip between two houses between like like this shopping center and this shopping center. There is just nothing inside of your neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So weird. Uh but yeah, people uh will we'll jump uh will jump fan, jump the fence and be like yeah I'm taking a shortcut. Like how about you shortcut yourself outside of my property? Yeah. Uh I'm taking a shortcut too, a shortcut of your knees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and the other thing uh they will do is like toss their bag People will just toss stuff into your yard. Yeah, they're trash. Frequently, they're trash or uh, when they're running from the cops. They're drugs. They're drugs. Nice, uh, free drugs. Free drugs. I have a, I've, I found a, I have a 44 hollow point bullet and I don't cool. own a gun. You should get one. Yeah, I should. And then use it again. Find out, find the person that threw that in my, threw that trash in my yard and use it against them. Yeah, you should, absolutely. Yeah, we, the homeless I remember a couple of years ago when I was working and we were talking about 
we're having this influx of homeless people, like uh, not attacking, but for lack of a better term, attacking our building. They were trying to get in to use bathrooms and stuff yeah, and yeah. starting altercations. And uh, the, the we found out the reason why they were coming, they were, you're having so many problems suddenly is because Oklahoma City cut a bunch of their funding for homeless programs and Tulsa increased their spending on programs mm-hmm. for homeless people. Not like, not the city itself, but just the, the, you know, some a lot of it's private too, yeah. churches yeah. and stuff. And so it was, oh, if you're homeless and you go to Tulsa, you know, you can eat th- three meals a day and have a place to sleep. And then any money you panhandle, you can spend right on booze. So we had this sudden flood of homeless people, especially when events happen. Um, I don't remember what the event was here, but there, I think it was, um, I want to say it was Obama was coming to town or Biden came to town when he was vice president years and years ago. So anyway, to make the city look better, because it was this big event, they went downtown and they gave, they gave away one-way bus tickets to Oklahoma city, Kansas city, and I think Dallas and a hundred dollars. And so they were just they were just giving those to homeless people, and so apparently that's a common practice for cities. Huh. They're they're they'll do their own little urban renewal thing to, yeah. to just to get rid of the homeless pop problem temporarily, make things look nice. Yeah. They just go give some people cash and a bus ticket. Oh yeah, go fuck around in Oklahoma City with this hundred dollars. Come back in two weeks. Yeah, come back when Oklahoma City has has a big football game and <laughs> wants to get rid of you pieces of shit. Um, so, like, we're weaponizing the homeless people against neighboring cities, which is also messed up. But you go downtown and you wander around and you'll see these people that live in squalor and have all their stuff in a in a grocery cart that's getting rained on. And, like, I do feel bad for them. Sure. I mean, you, to gotta, you have to be a psychopath to not have some level of sympathy for... Or a woman. <laughs> Someone so was sympathy for a homeless person. Sorry, because we because because everyone can imagine a homeless person when they're becoming homeless and how terrible that must be. Yeah, but then it's the holding on to it, and we I've talked about how I hate homeless people, and when I say that, I don't mean the hundred percent of homeless people. I mean the no. like forty to sixty percent of the chronically homeless who don't do anything to get out of their situation. Yeah. Like there are the people who. So, something happens, they get sick, they get injured, they lose their house, they're living in their car for a, a few months, they're crashing on someone's couch for a few months. Like, that's the homelessness problem that I wish we could, if you could sniper rifle all of those benefits to homeless people, to those types of people, yeah. where, hey, um, if you don't, if we give you this like run one room flat to stay in so that you can go to work, we'll you know, get you back to work. The homeless shelter here in Tulsa, um, there's a phone number there, right? And if you call that phone number as an employer, if I call yeah. that phone number, it, it's just an answering machine. It says you've reached 918, whatever the number is. Uh, please leave a message with the name of the person you're looking for and your contact info, and we'll give you a call back. And the and the so I'm supposed to say, yeah, this is a call for Tim the Handlebreaker. We've got work for you. I've got a, a job opening I can give to you. And then they take a note and you you go to the homeless shelter and you're like, are there any messages? I'm Tim the Handlebreaker. And they say, yeah, we've got these couple of messages here for you. And then, oh, boom, you got a job. Well, they, they also offer P.O. boxes, free yeah. P.O. boxes. And so 
you get a PO box there. Now you can get paid from a job and you can get a job and get back on your feet yep. and get out. Uh, but then there's the people that just stand around outside of there because every single organization on the planet is like, yep, we're going down to the homeless shelter and feeding them breakfast this week or lunch <laughs> or dinner. Yeah. It's like, if I can get three free meals and stand around doing fuck all, all day and then I can go crash at John 316 mission works for me. Um, and those people, they're just leeches. Yeah. And they make the people who need help look bad. We, I brought it in like years ago. My homelessville. Yeah. Send all the homeless yeah. people to a city in the desert. Yep. Yeah. A walled off city in the a desert. A walled off city in the desert that you can't escape from. Totally voluntary. You get fixed so you can't have kids. And we just give you all the drugs and booze and food you can want until you kill yourself through your hedonism. Like yep. whatever whatever it is that's keeping you on, on the streets that makes you not want to work. We'll just all dump a little bit of our money there and you can go die in ecstasy yeah uh i mean part of it is the uh you know if 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 all the homeless people were downtown and i didn't live downtown i wouldn't have a problem yeah uh but it's the invasion of privacy like you expect your home even if you live in a very public place Mm -hmm. you expect your home and the area you own to allow you some modicum of privacy, privacy and, and security. Safety. Yeah, insecurity. Yeah. And so when there's like just a random, sketchy, methed out looking dude with a backpack, uh, literally just walking around your neighborhood looking into everyone's houses, uh, it's not great. Yep. Yeah, there were, there were, there's only so much you can get for peace of mind. And, I know that the the white response to this is like, well, we should lock them up or and or just move further and further into the suburbs. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have a homeless problem out here. But we live we live right on the edge of what can be considered civilization of yes. Tulsa. Yeah. Uh there's nothing here for them. Now the apartment that I used to live in, there was a lot for them. Uh-huh. There's a casino, Walmarts, hotels, other restaurants, yep. churches, um in your area, there's several little churches that pop up, and I know what they're doing is they they think they're being helpful. Oh well, you know we're give we give away food every Wednesday to the to the needy, but all it does is create this magnet that brings that brings chaos to the people that live by it that don't yeah. need or want that. I put out I put out fresh dog food and cat food uh, for our neighborhood every day. Yeah. Why do we have well, all these stray? Now we're gonna animals. have a bunch of fucking stray cats and dogs around. Oh well, that's fine because you know everyone in the neighborhood loves cats and dogs. But what about oh now suddenly we have raccoons and possums and all kinds yep. of problems, and then a kid gets bit. Yeah. Or in the human case, kidnapped and raped. <laughs> it's. I don't know what the solution is. Yeah, it's. But I know what we're doing isn't working, and I know that. I know that there are people gaming the systems. When I was in like the first grade, my mom worked for uh, the day center for the homeless. That's how I know about this like phone number and the PO box stuff and how they get fed and they close. They, they, you can go there, do a load of laundry. They will give you fresh clothes that, especially if you're going for a job interview, they'll mm-hmm. make sure you look nice. I think you get haircuts a couple of days a week free. All this shit is free. I wish I could get a free haircut. I just, you know, dirty your face up and walk down there. <laughs> And 
it's, but there are people that were there when she worked there, when I was in the first grade, right? 20 years, 20 plus years ago, 25 years ago, 24 years ago, there are people there that we every so often just in commuting around, we'll drive by and she'll go, Oh, that's guy. That was, that guy was there when I was there when you were, you know, in just barely able to ride yeah. a bike. Yeah. 25 years you've been living on the street at, at least at, or, or you were homeless. Then you had a moment of prosperity and you blew it. You blew it. And I just got to wonder like, how, how does that, how do you make that your life? Like you could, you have so many opportunities to not, not be like that unless you're crazy. Yeah. In which case, then there needs to be like a, be- a better form of help than just going like, oh, yeah, all these crazy people live, live on the street. Like, and I, I've talked about some of my encounters downtown with the, the crazy homeless people. Like, there was the lady who would just walk around downtown with the blanket draped around her and then like shorts and flip flops. There was the one guy, I think I sent you the picture. He had one shoe on and one sock. His pant leg is pulled way up. He's got a shirt that's like two sizes too big and all sloped to one side. And he's kind of like dragging through. And like I said, you feel bad for him, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want him coming anywhere near my fucking car. Yeah. Uh, and we, I think, have it, you know, we don't have really a skid row here in, no. in Tulsa. Portland, The they have laws that protect the homeless where they people will have little homeless camps on the easement between the sidewalk and the road in front of yes. your house. And I can't think of anything that would make me less comfortable than knowing that there is someone living outside my house who is keeping tabs on when I am coming and going yeah. all the time. It's, I mean, that, that does not, but you, if you, the homeowner go try and run them off, you'll get fined. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how is that even remotely allowed? Like, how did you guys cuck yourself so hard yeah. as to not allow yourself to enforce your own level of safety? If I, can you imagine that? Like if, if what if, what stop, what's to stop them from coming in and crashing on your sofa? Oh, yeah, we decided we live here now. No, you don't live here. I have property rights. <laughs> Squatter's rights. Well, you really don't because we started on the on the easement, and then we moved to your front porch, and we just decided, like, y- you don't need to live in here. Yeah. You, you've got all these rooms. You can have your bedrooms, and we'll sleep in this living room. It, it'll all be fair. It's fair and equitable. Yeah. Fucking terrifying. It, terrifying that my sister lives there with no protection of any kind. Um, just a shit shithole Democrat utopia, Portland, Oregon. I uh, I don't know what the solution is. Me either. I do think we should fix them though. I know it's euthanasia, and I realize I remember when they taught us in schools about like Margaret Sanger and the start of Planned Parenthood and how uh-huh. they were racist and all this stuff, yeah. and like eugenics was bad. I don't really kind of come around to maybe eugenics was good. <laughs> there are certain types of people that should not be allowed to procreate because they create more chaos. I, the, I dated the girl who worked at the NICU in a hospital and this woman came in and she had like seven kids. This one was born addicted to, uh, some, uh, not, maybe it was heroin that she, the baby was addicted to. And, she was talking about how, well, she's hoping that she'll get to keep this one, which means the other six were not in her possession. This baby or 
or were the ones that are in her possession? Uh, it was something in the phrasing that that said that she was not. Uh, gotcha. Gotcha. And like this kid is now born at a huge deficit uh, in being born in the NICU from natural causes, not, not where you want your kid to no. be being there because your parent was doing heroin while you were an infant. That kid is not going to grow up right. And in going to grow up into a community where this is, ah, this is normal. Yeah. And I'm just like, doesn't it, better society and behoove the state to just give this woman a free hysterectomy so that she can go have all the unprotected heroin sex she wants and she doesn't create more poverty and adversity for the next generation either by creating a life that's going to live in a some form of being handicapped by in some way or by creating a life that creates more chaos because they go have more heroin babies or commit crimes. Yeah. But that's, you're not allowed to say that. Unfortunate. Yeah. A lot of pearl clutching goes around when you, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm leaning towards it. Let's start fixing people. Anyway, you have anything more you want to say about homeless people? I don't think so. Do you want to spit on any of them? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> Uh, here's my first issue this week. Here's what I don't get. Not calling back. So I'm going to tell you a little story, Tim. And I know you've heard this story. I don't think I've ever told this story in the podcast. Um, this goes way back. We're going to go way, way back to glory days. Okay. The year is 2008. Okay. 13 years ago, Tim. Yes. I was a young boy. Lad. 17, I uh-huh. guess. And um, we did a play in high school. I had the story goes even further back than this, but this yeah. is really this is this is like I'm I'm cutting off all the flashback bullshit and jumping right into it for oh, you. Oh wow! So Thank here you. we go. Uh, so I take a tech theater class and we're doing a play, and the parents of the state, the the father of the stage manager for yeah. the play, he he's worked in theater and he comes in and helps us, you know, with doing the set and teaches them some things, and so I learn a lot from him about you have the proper way of, of doing things. Yeah. And I, you know, it was just a passing thing. We did the play, play loaded out or we were done. Uh, I had that job at the barbecue restaurant and one night he comes in to order food and I look up and I see him and I say, Hey, that's stage manager of this play's dad. Yeah. And he turns and he says, yes, I'm stage manager's dad. And I said, oh, it was nice to see you again. I'm Tab Burt. You know, I worked with you on that play. And he's he's he said, oh yeah, it is it's nice to see you. And I said, you know, I'd I'd like to do that. I think that's what I want to do. And he said, are you eighteen? And I said, no, I'm not eighteen yet. And he says, okay, give me a call when you turn eighteen, and I'll get you. I'll help get you started. Cool. So my, my, and he gives him gave me his phone number. I saved it on my phone. In May, the following May, yeah. my eighteenth birthday, I called him up and I told him who I was again. And he said, that was great to hear from you. Here's these two phone numbers, guy A and guy B. Okay. Call them and they'll get you on the call list and we'll get you started working some theater shows. And I said, that sounds great. So I hung up the phone with him and I called guy A and I left a message and I called guy B and I left a message. This is now 12 years ago. Yes. Yes. 
And I called them every Wednesday for two and a half months. Every Wednesday. Call guy A, leave a message. Call guy B, leave a message. No callback. No acknowledgement of my existence in the slightest. Huh. Very frustrating. Yeah. So finally, after two and a half months of calling them, guy A answers the phone. He says, he says, hello. I said, you know, basically just do the same message I've been leaving for the last two and a half months. He goes, okay, yeah, I got your messages. I, um, he explained to me how the call list works. And he says, when we get some, some work, I'll, I'll call you and, you know, get you on a show. And I said, that sounds great. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time. So then a couple more weeks go by and I finally get a hold of guy B and it's the same story, but I didn't, I didn't want to give up until I had made contact. Right. So that point, I've made contact. Now I have to wait. Now I have to wait for them to call me back. Yeah. And I look at that situation now jumping into the future. I look at that situation then, and I look at the situation I'm in now. Uh-huh. And because spoiler alert, I'm guy A and B. Yes. Now. Uh, now. And so I look at that situation where people were, I was really wanted this. And these people were like, well, we, you know, we don't really need you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to see what I can do to make this better. And I can also see that I am like really processing through these, these people calling me, trying to give them work and trying to make the system better. But they didn't call me back 12 years ago. And if you had called me back 12 years ago, I think my trajectory would have been much, much different. Yeah. So I finally get on some calls with them. You know, it's, it's only the big stuff. It's very once in a while, once or twice a month, it's a hundred dollars here, a hundred dollars there. And I still need to eat and pay my bills. So I start hunting more and more and I find another theater that's, we're not, you know, unionized. Yeah. They pay less, but the work is more regular it's more hands-on. It's more what I want to do. Yeah. And uh, I like it. So I start working there and I worked there for five years and I quickly shot to the top of that call list because I was competent and I was hardworking and I still, I had a lot of personality issues that, (laughs) that handicapped me in some ways, but managed to make it through and through contacts there, I got into other venues. And then one day I'm working a venue here in town and I'm working for the venue and the union shows up and they're like, why are you here? I'm working for the venue. And then I never got a call from them ever again. Never again. I was on my own, but I found my own way. I, I found my own gigs. I joined up with my own people. I made all my own contacts. I built my career to a point where college was the next logical step. And that's what I did. I went and got a degree, uh, did a bunch of work all over the country. Then, Hey, here's this job back in Tulsa, the job that you wanted as a 16 year old boy, when you met that guy in Uh theater, can't really pass that opportunity up. So I take that job and I'm paired right up with the, with, with these guys again. And now I come in and I have this level of, uh, basically deferred respect because yeah. you have to have a certain amount of skill level to take the job that I did. So I'm worthy of respect, but then I also may meet that expectation of respect with my own, all the things that I learned over the years 
and my better personality issues. Yeah. And I'm, I've now like, I cult- cultivate this relationship to a point where when the relationship with the dream job fails, because they're all a bunch of pussies and cowards, these guys call me up and go, Hey, we want to put you, we want, we want you to be the William Riker to this guy's Captain Picard. And I said, that sounds pretty good. I'll do that. Why not? I just want to work in my industry. I don't really care. And then you fast forward another six months and I now, I'm now the Captain Picard. Yes, you are now Picard. Yeah. Or you're still Riker, but you took, you took over for Picard. No, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, uh, yes, uh, but I am now, I'm now the captain of the ship. Yes. And I just, I have to learn from that, that lesson of what happened to me and that you have to call these people back. They can't feel like they just, they're talking into a void because they'll go find something else. You have to make yeah. a system where you can help people because not calling back. It's a, what is it? A parasocial relationship. That's what, what people think that they're friends with, like the yes. podcast they listen yeah. to. It's like that where if the communication is only going in one direction, then it's going to burn out. Like all of these, the, the big, um, OnlyFans creators and Twitch streamers and shit, the way they get that way is by like they put energy back into those people. Yeah. Uh, we, one of my, one of the people that I worked with over these years, who's now an employee of mine, you know, I was an employee of his. I, I've done two of his daughter's weddings. Yeah. Cause I, cause I, I'm a guy that just gets stuff done. Um, you know, we've had these conversations about, about energy and performance and, and all the stuff that happens in our industry. And when you're, when you're playing on stage, right? Like you're putting out energy in the music you make and the P the audience out there is putting energy back into you, like with their excitement and their yep. dancing. And there's like this loop that happens. And if that gets cut off in any way, like if you have a dead crowd, that'll fuck the band up. If you have a shitty band, the crowd will leave. And that happens, the energy, that energy transfer is kind of everywhere. And it's, if those Twitch streamers have managed to do it, the good ones, they managed to make that energy loop happen, even over vast distances, even over completely unpersonal things. Com- corporations have tried tried to do that. That's why they send you emails where it auto fills your name in there. Yeah. <laughs> Tab, did you know you can get this discount on cigars through Cigars International? I don't. You just pulled my name out of a database. Yeah. Nobody sat down and typed this up. I'm about to send an email out to every one of our clients that says, hey, this is Tab Burt. I just want to, I've worked with a lot of these people. I just want to let you know, here, you know, there's a new fucking sheriff in town. You better buckle up. <laughs> but I'm not going to go, I'm not going to write up one generic email and send it to everyone in my contacts list. Yeah. I'm going to send them in batches of these people. You know, the, okay, here's all these people from this venue that need to know. Let me go ahead and, and make sure they're up to speed. Let me go make sure these are up to speed and talk to, uh, you know, I'm going to send one to to this guy, to the guy who manages the venue that the union found me at so many years ago yeah. and cut me off the list. I'm about to send him an email tonight, right? And and because him and I have a very, uh, very long-term, very personable, friendly relation, yeah. uh, His the email that I send him is going to be a lot more sarcastic than the email <laughs> that I'm going to send to my old employer. Yeah. That email is going to be very terse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Sincerely, fuck each and every one of you. <laughs> I hope your building burns to the ground. Yeah. 
Um, cause I, I do not want to be that person that doesn't call back. I want to be the person that you think you have a relationship with the human. Even if I have to Good. say, even if I have to say, yeah, I've got your name on the, on, on the list. I can't really process that until I get to the bottom of the main list. When I get to the bottom of that, if we have something like, you'll definitely get a call yeah. from me. And if you say no, cause you're busy, I, you know, that's not going to knock you off anything. Yeah. It'll just be, it'll just be the next time. Yep. And, Which I'm glad. I'm glad that you are fixing the, the mistakes of your ancestors as yeah. it will, as it would be, uh, because you are on the, the, I'll do it from your perspective. You are on the top end of the bell curve mm-hmm. when it comes to being able to manifest what you want. <laughs> so when, so when they didn't call you back, you still manifested it. Yeah. But you're on the top end of that bell curve. Uh, you're 99th percentile when it comes to manifesting that shit. Uh, there's a lot of people where oh, I didn't get called back. I guess that means this wasn't meant for me. Yeah. I'm going to go be an accountant. That's, that's really, you're right. I do. I have been very, very fortunate in that I have hit a lot of these, like we even weird bucket list items. <laughs> Just yeah. knocked them right out. I, I wonder, I wonder what, if I could go back in time, right, and they that phone is ringing and it pops up there on the caller ID tab, Bert, and just go, that person's going to take in in thirteen years. That person's going to have your job right now, and 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 the people that are working for you right now are going to refer to him after weeks at it as the best one that there's ever been. <laughs> so maybe you should fucking pick up that phone. Yeah, yeah. I. And that that is very self-aggrandizing, but these are the things that people have said to me. I didn't want this job. I was asked if I wanted this job about a, two dozen times, yeah. and I said no. No, I absolutely don't want this job. I still don't want this job. <laughs> but, the, but at the end of the day, I'm the only person who's willing to take it for the betterment of everyone else. Yeah. And... Uh, power, absolute power corrupting. Absolutely. Someone who really doesn't want res- the responsibility and power is someone who's going to probably wield that power in a way that is, yeah. is good. Yeah. That's the problem we have in everything these yep. days is it's a lot yeah. of people who really, really want, want, want power, want power, want these, yeah. want this something. And then they get it and they're just like, Oh, I have to hold this all to me. And that's been to my detriment for a long time because I've never been that way. I one of the, one of the reasons why they were able to fire me so easily, just let you know, lay me off and then never call me back, is because everything that I did had write ups on it. So you just go into my server folder and go yeah. look and be like, what did he work on? Oh, here's here's all the information about everything to do with our lighting consoles. Here's all the information about everything to do with our lighting upgrades. It here's draftings of every every like thing he built every you could just take that and sit someone down who can read that and go and now you're up to speed now are you going to be able to continue the that level of thinking or is it just going to be monkey monkey do (laughs) that's the question that's that's the risk you take but yeah if i had been more if i had been more kept that all in my head to where i was the only one who knew the answers to those questions maybe that would have given me a (laughs) long-term job security but it wouldn't have 
it wouldn't have done me any favors in the like if someone has to come to me constantly for every problem. Yeah. I'm not like that. I'm You very, don't want people constantly coming to you for every problem. Yeah, I want people to leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> Ideally. And so I try and find ways to make people leave me the fuck alone. Um which is by making sure everyone knows things. I, yeah. the little stuff, like sending a call out going, Hey, are you available on Friday, December 3rd at 8 AM to 10 PM at this place doing this work? It's going to be this type of stuff. And like giving that much information in what, what used to just be, are you available on Friday, October 3rd from at 8 AM? Uh, yes or no, no, no more questions. Yeah. That, that doesn't work for people. It's like, oh, it's supposed to be eight to six. I I need to have that whole block open. Oh, it's going to be this type of work. I'm not good at that, or I want to learn that, so I want to take this call or whatever. More the more information people have, the more the better choices they can make. <laughs> and it all started with not getting called back. And oh man, this is the best part. Guy A. Yeah. Okay, he's pretty chill, right? He retired. He he saw the writing on the wall. He saw the shortage of the labor crisis coming down the pike. Yeah. And uh, he bailed, you know, so fuck him, but I, you know, I can kind of respect it. Yeah. Guy B created all of the hell. He created a lot of problems. He planted a lot of seeds that have grown into a lot of fucking thickets of bullshit <laughs> that I now have to deal with. But I have a, I have a, I have the 10, 11% of a plan to end his involvement in what we do forever. And when I think about it, sometimes I'll laugh maniacally. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just be, I'll wake up from a dead sleep and I'll just think about how, how I am on, like I'm an unstoppable force and I'm coming for your ass. And I just know, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Cause like I, I taught, I brought that in a couple weeks ago. Uh, trust the plan. Yeah. I don't have a plan. No, I didn't have a plan to get here. Right. I was just making 13 years ago. I was making phone calls. Now I am making, sending text messages to the people who make those phone calls. Like that's, I don't know. I can't say so there was no point where I was like, here's the plan. Here's how I'm going to get here. But I just, I made moves across the board that I thought would pay off. I invested in some in things and some of them paid off well. And I know that with my laser guided precision of spite <laughs> focused on you, I destroyed a New York times bestselling author with a voice with a voice. You think you think you have anything that I can't take <laughs> down? King Kong ain't got shit on me. A voice, Tim, yeah. of stupid, stupid impression stupid, and stupid bad jokes. Voice. I destroyed a 40-year-old man. You're next, buddy. You are next. <laughs> and I am cruising in. I don't know. I don't know what trajectory I'm on. I don't have a I don't have a long-term plan, but I got an idea. And it's gonna be good. I am going to, I am going to. I'm going to buy a very, very expensive bottle of whiskey on the day that this plan, yeah. you know, when the, the nuclear reactor at Chernobyl melts down, sure, I'm going to sure. just drink to myself and my own cunning. Make sure it's worth it and not some artificially inflated bullshit like 
Pappy? Uh, that one that I bought for my birthday last year. Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah. I know. I I can find good whiskey, Tim. I can sense it. It's like a... I'm like a... You know, the T1... There's a deleted scene in Terminator 2 where the T-1000 is searching John Connor's room, and he just puts his hands on everything. Uh-huh. And the idea was that he was like sensing the room to look for hidden spaces and he ends up finding one, but it didn't really translate in the, in the visuals. It's just weird. It just makes him look like a blind dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like that in the liquor store. I'm just like, I close my eyes and just put my hands out and I can just be drawn. I mean, well, in a liquor store, stuff. it's pretty easy. You yeah. just, your hands just go, go up. No, not necessarily. <laughs> Usually. No, no, no. Some mm. of my best stuff, that buskers that you like so much. Yeah. Cheap as shit. I know it is. Cheap dog shit whiskey. But you said you were going to buy a, you, you said the celebration whiskey though. Yeah. Pretty, that, that's that's a little easier to find. It's inside a glass case. Yeah. Usually. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Not calling back. You dug, you, di- you dug your own grave. Little did we know, like we're two cars driving on a highway and I had to take this little circuitous route. But when I came in, I T-boned the shit out of you. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> I, it's it's funny when you look at the at the little poetic, those little threads. Yeah. You know, if you think of life as a tapestry, which I think of now because I am now Captain Picard. <laughs> <laughs> like there are these threads that get woven in, and in a tapestry, you'll have a color, then you need it. On on one end, and you also need it on the other. Yeah, but you can't. It can't be visible between both things, so you got to weave it down underneath in the underlayer, and then have it come back up. Now, I uh, turn around. I'm going to stab you through the heart, <laughs> but from the back. You have to be a Nosican to do that. That's a bat lift. I know it's a bat lift. Yeah, it's the sharpest thing on, on this table. <laughs> uh, you can use this pen. It's, uh, machined aluminum. Anyway, well. That brings us to Miller episode, which means time for... Episode is brought to you in part by Ricada News Network. Is definitely not fake news. Well, Tim, what news do we have today? Uh, our first news story comes to us from the ocean. The pond itself. The pond, yeah. Uh, not across the pond, just in the pond. Uh, a new eco-friendly plastic has been invented by scientists. Uh... Two short strands of DNA from salmon sperm have been combined with a chemical from vegetable oil that binds them together. What this creates is a squishy material known as hydrogel. Okay. From here, the gel is then molded into different shapes and freeze-dried to remove the moisture, which makes it solidify. Uh, researchers, Researchers have already created a cup, puzzle pieces, and a DNA molecule... Model. Uh, model from the sperm plastic. Gross. I'm not drinking out of a sperm cup. Why not? Because uh, that's like sucking your own dick. <laughs> Think about all the bodybuilders, though, right? All this extra protein they're missing out on, right? You you you, tr- you, you, you make one of these hydrogel plates. Like, all right, now eat your brown rice and your tilapia. When uh-huh. you're done with that, get to chomping on that plate, buddy. Yeah, well, bodybuilders are all gay, so <laughs> it makes sense that they want to suck dick. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I'm a super straight. Say that again for all the bodybuilders. <laughs> all the bodybuilders are gay that like to suck dick. Uh, I thought this was ridiculous. It is uh, pretty ridiculous. Because 
they they keep on trying to like reinvent plastic yeah and make it uh actually biodegradable and recyclable uh-huh and not like the the lie that we currently have well it's all it's that like the lie of recycled plastic recyclability yeah. we have the perfect recyclable item you know what it is what glass yeah but they had to get rid of glass because you know what beach glass is right where you throw a bottle in the ocean it gets broken and uh-huh. then as the tide it basically sandblasts it down till they they're all smooth um kind of satin beads yeah. more or less and they they to change shape based on what the where in the glass they came from but uh yeah you used to find that on the beach all the time be well we can't allow beach glass let's use plastic plastic doesn't shatter use plastic for decades plastics make it possible uh, suddenly pla- oh they last forever we have microplastics in our bloodstream uh they're m- microplastics in babies and they're killing the sea turtles and now we have to replace plastics with shittier plastics and there is an argument for glass versus plastic in that, you know, you knock a two liter of Dr. Pepper out of the, the fridge and it bounces. Yeah. You, you knock a glass bottle of milk out of the free, the fridge and it shatters and gets all over the floor. It's a, it's a Sophie's choice as to like, what consequences do you want to have? But I, I yeah, but nine times out of 10 people choose that plastic. Exactly. Like we could go back to glass bottle sodas and then you get the deposit on the soda and they melt them back down. It's a perfect, like glass is a really resilient and hard hardy material. It just doesn't handle falls well. (laughs) Yeah. And it's heavy. So it increases shipping costs. Like you're not going to get a two liter glass bottle of Coca-Cola. No, no. Yeah. You're going to get one of those one liter bottles. Or the you know the Mexican they they one liter right that's the one you get from like the Mexican stores the real sugar I think it's one liter oh no it's not it's it's a it's a pint it's a pint yeah that's okay what's our next news story well our next news story comes to us from uh, this one actually is across the pond up over up over there in uh, north of London uh. 275 270 miles north of london to be exact scotland no uh it's called uh, it's a place called yorkshire dales mm-hmm. probably pronounced real weirdly over there um dozens of customers who stopped for a drink at their uh at the tan hill inn there uh spent three nights trapped in the uh at this at this pub uh because of a blizzard that uh cut them off from society uh and the worst part so so this is like it's a it's a pub that's 1732 feet above sea level uh so it's known for like oh we gotta we climb up to this tall point mm-hmm. and have a drink here um the worst part was that um there was an Oasis cover band stuck in the pub with them. Uh, oh no. And that's, that's all they had to, to, uh, to survive on was, was cheap, shitty English beer and Oasis cover, Oasis cover band. How many songs did they play? Just, just a uh, wonder wall over and over again. And don't look back in anger. Maybe. Ugh. Finish up. Don't look back in anger. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> today, you've just the thirty fifth time you played that song today. Yeah. 
Uh, well, our next news story is uh, from is well. Let's let's see if you can if you can think about this. Uh, high prices, uh, high prices of a uh, very in demand product that comes in barrels. Mm-hmm. Uh, pushing the country to release. Uh, a bunch of its strategic reserves. We're talking about the maple syrup release. We're talking about the maple syrup yeah. release. Uh, yeah. Um, apparently, uh, they're not. They haven't been able to keep up with uh, demand for maple syrup, which dumped jumped twenty one percent. Holy shit! Over the last year, um, and so they released fifty million pounds of their strategic maple syrup reserves, which yeah. is a real thing. Yeah. Did you, the U.S. released 50 million barrels of their strategic oil reserves. Do you know how much oil that is in oil per day? A drop in the bucket. It's like two and a half days of oil needs. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Joe Biden. Uh, But yeah, I, I was surprised that, I mean, you know, you, you got to have reserves of oh, stuff. All the, all the important um, staples. Sure. But really the maple syrup? <laughs> uh, apparently in 2012 more than 3,000 tons of maple syrup was stolen from the strategic reserve i remember that story uh the highest the value of the heist was estimated at nearly 19 million canadian dollars which uh, i believe is uh, about a buck 50 here <laughs> uh yeah why we, can't they just go to the supermarket and get aunt jemima like what's the matter yeah that's the thing is we don't really value we don't value maple syrup here in fact i would say the only time anybody gives a shit about maple syrup is when they sit down at ihop but like that's <laughs> not even technically maple syrup that's ta- corn syrup that's with, table syrup yeah with uh which is what they call flavor. what we call maple syrup here yeah. Unless you go, unless you're going to the store and buy that small glass jar, glass jar with the little indiv- your pinky handle on it that says "Real Maple Syrup from Quebec." Quebec. I Quebec. fucking hate but Quebec. Yeah, Quebec. Uh, apparently, the Quebec Maple Syrup Producers Union will be tapping seven million more trees in the near future in order to replenish said reserves and to make sure they can meet demand for next year. Yeah. So uh, before then, we might have to go on a little bit of a... Uh, you might guys might have to use corn syrup and maple flavoring, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Deal with it. It's delicious. It's not that bad. We put artificial butter flavoring in it. Yeah. It's great. What's your favorite maple syrup brand? I don't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there's There's dozens of them, and it's like brown shit in a bottle? Yeah, it goes in my pancakes. I don't know. It goes in a little bowl next to my pancakes. You're a dipper. I'm a. Yeah. I don't like. I don't, I don't like syrup because it's sticky. It's sticky. And if it gets on the pancakes and it gets off the pancakes, then it gets on my hands, and I don't like that. I understand. I yeah. understand. So I'm a dipper. I'm a big dipper too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we've got one last news story. Uh, figured you would enjoy this. German police are looking for witnesses after burglars broke through the wall of a toy store to steal dozens of Lego sets. Nice. Uh, in my mind, this is, uh, the lady killers, mm-hmm. but with Lego. Yeah. Um, I said that the theft took place over the weekend in the town of Lipstadt, 
Liebstadt. Yeah. Um, the weird part is that they didn't, they didn't just take the boxes. What else did they take? No, it's not that they, it's not that they didn't take just the boxes. Uh, it's that they emptied them from boxes. So they just took loose Lego brick. Well, I mean, they're bagged, I assume. Oh no, I know what they're doing. They're not going to resell those sets because that would be suspicious. They're going to just going to go replenish. They probably run something like, like BrickLink where you can go uh-huh. buy individual parts. Uh-huh. They're just going to part those sets out. And uh, I, I had this happen to me once where I bought a Lego set. I opened it up and it was a bunch of generic blocks that had been reloaded back into the box because mm. that those sets had specific hard to find pieces that could be resold for a higher value than the cost of the set. So, but what these people were doing was they buy the set, dump them, put the same amount of weight back in it and then put the return it and just keep doing it over and over again. That sounds a lot more complicated than just stealing Lego. Yeah, but you can't, uh, the resale market on, you'd have to wait for the resale to go up on some of those. Whereas if you sell the parts, you can, you can get rid of all those like, hard to find parts, make a huh. huge profit and then just leave the other ones in your, in your BrickLink store. Yeah. Diabolical. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, this has been the Riqueta News Network. Definitely not fake news. And that takes care of our legal obligations this week, but you know, it doesn't take care of what? getting more of these uh, partition bins for me to put these Legos that I recently got <laughs> into. If you want to help with that, with that project, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands for here's what I don't get, which is the name of the show. And over there we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode. Plus our monthly minisodes. We have our $2 tier. We throw the random bits and bobs like our no time to die review. Uh, we have our $5 tier. We do our month- monthly bonus episode. Here's what I do get. We drop the hate and talk about what's great. We have our $10 tier where you, the fans, submit a film. We sit down and watch it and record a finishing commentary. For November, we watched uh, The Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. And for December, it's the Battle Royale challenge of all the losers. See who's going to take second place for the year. So go vote on that. That voting should be up later today. Today being Tuesday when we record this. And then uh, finally, we have our $50 spite producer tier where you get a say in the show. You can demand a guest. You can ban someone. We just had someone ban someone from the Discord. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can ban a voicemailer or limit how much time they can speak. You can ask for guests. You can ask for special bonus episodes. And anything that you want, we will do endeavor to complete. So thank you to all our patrons, big and small, for helping make the show possible. We wouldn't do it without you. And uh, Tim, what is your second issue this week? Uh, here's what I don't get. Live service everything. Uh, everything's a live service now, and it fucking sucks. It really does. Uh, it, I'm not. I, I mean, video games. Like, sure, that's the new hotness. Is yeah. it's free to play, but you got a battle pass, and it's ten bucks a season or whatever. I don't. I I don't mind that. I so, mind that. I, I know you do, yeah. but you don't really don't play multiplayer anyways, so it doesn't. It's, it's not really affecting you. Uh, I I hate that we've. Because we we've assumed that because something is digital now, that also means that it's never done. Yes. And so you had things like uh, someone will put an album out. And then they'll go re-release just one song on it. Yeah. Like they remixed it and... Uh, we didn't really like the way it turned out, so we re-recorded the guitar part, yes. remixed it, and rebalanced the track, and then 
you know, just push an update that, onto your iPod. Yep. That original, then that original version is gone to the wind. It's on someone's hard drive yep. somewhere because uh, they made it, but it's now unaccessible to everyone else. Yeah. They're doing it to movies. Uh, you know, we talked about when Disney Plus was first becoming a thing, whether or not they were going to start Disneyifying uh, movies uh, because times have changed. You know, whether it was Back to the Future or, uh, you know, I remember we, I remember us talking about Back to the Future and why they would change it mm-hmm. for Disney. Uh, they just changed the 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 Harley Quinn movie. Birds of Prey. Oh yeah. On HBO Max. Uh they changed Yeah, like it, it got it got some sort of update and they changed it to a version that had not been seen before where so the all I saw was the screen cap. Yeah. And it was like her and the Birds of Prey, I think, in a bar and she's giving like the double the maybe it's a single bird. Uh-huh. And the new version on HBO max has been like changed, altered so that she's not giving the middle finger anymore. She's doing like a, a double middle finger or fuck? something weird. It's an R rated movie. That's bizarre. It's an R rated movie. Huh? Yeah. That's the way all media is going to be going. You'll never, you know, George Lucas really introduced this to us with the yeah, uh, special editions, special editions, and and now everyone can do that. Um, it's just it's literally everything we've talked about news articles, Mm. uh, and how they just change the complete article to represent yes. The, oh, the this, this article was updated on, you know, it's an article from 2012 and this article was updated at 5.55 p.m. on d- November But it's 30th, not a new paragraph. Yeah. Like the at whole, the front. It, it's, yeah, it's a little italicized thing at the very bottom of the article and it doesn't say what was, there's no archive to show yep. you what the original version was. And so you can just never be wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of live as a service for games. I've uh, got Forza Horizon 4 on uh, Black Friday because yeah. Steam was having a, a sale. So I got the Ultimate Edition and really just wanted to do two things in that game. I wanted to drive around the James Bond cars because that is uh, cool. awesome. Yeah. And I wanted to drive around in the Hoonicorn because that is uh, awesome. Yeah. And that was about it. Like, I don't really give a shit about the DLC. I'll play enough of the story until I can get unlock the Hoonicorn to purchase and I've, I've actually been enjoying like doing some of the the side stuff or well i guess it's not side stuff that's the game yeah uh i've been enjoying doing that so i'll play it until i get bored but um it's it's built to be live all the time and it's built it hey you have to use xbox live so i buy a game on steam and then when i launch it, i'm using my xbox live profile Same. not my steam profile which is fucking annoying well you're I, well i don't know on, on i've been playing halo the new Halo Infinite. Yeah. And it's using both, really. Yeah. When I tried to launch, I tried, I launched Forza and it popped up an error because my network was down. Yeah. Telling me that it couldn't sync my save across devices. And that's a Steam thing. But then I have to log into Xbox Live to make 
Forza work and I'm driving around like seeing all my Xbox Live friends from fucking high school. Yeah. Which is weird. That was the thing, like, right? Because I haven't played my, I haven't played any, uh, I haven't played anything on my Xbox 360 online in fucking ages. Yeah. And so I logged into Halo and it was like, here's all these people from high school and other random people. It's like, I haven't thought of these names in forever. And also I had to find, I, I had to f- I had to go change the password to my Xbox Live account. Yeah. And find the email that that Xbox Live account is attached <laughs> to because I haven't used that in in a decade. And doing all that, I I was annoyed because I don't want to play online. I don't want to race other players. No. I'm not good at driving in driving games. I just like to fuck around. Yeah. And there is there is no option to not play signed in always online i you can be offline although i did lose my internet connection at one point while playing and i thought the game was going to shit itself it was like (laughs) you've lost this session please press x to find a new session diagnostics i'm like i don't i don't care the only thing those people are to me is weird dots on the map that are driving erratically compared to the rest of the traffic (laughs) this world is more than open enough for me to just have fun yeah just, you don't need the drivatars. I don't do not need the drivatars. I mean, it's it's also, you know, when I start a race, I you do all these races in the story, and it'll pop up and be like, "Look, Tim the Handlebreaker." If you had Forza, yeah. you're, it would pick one of your cars out of your library, and I'd have to race against you. Sure, but I'm not racing you. No, you're racing my, my AI. I'm racing an AI that's just using your skin. Yeah. Like uh like a, a Buffalo Bill Buffalo Bill horror <laughs> story. Like, hey Tab, are you ready to do the podcast? <laughs> like, no, we normally do the podcast on Mondays, Tim, or sometimes Tuesdays. Today is Friday. Yeah, but I was thinking we could do the podcast. Like, why are you looking like kind of weird? So you're like, I don't do the pot and then I realize that you know you like it's just someone killed you and is wearing your skin yeah. like a suit to try and get to me. Uh-huh. That's what that's what this online gaming is. It's just creepy. It is, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, if you were online, right? You're really the only person that I've ever played online games with. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I, I've played with a few others. If you were online, I would want to play with you. As a friend, yeah. like we can both, let's go both, you know, explore this map. And then if it popped up, it's like, bloop, Tim wants, Tim is going to go start this race. Do you want to teleport to it? I go, yeah, fuck yeah. I'll race that guy. And that would be fun. Yeah. Uh, but just driving around, cause it'll, the session you're in is just, it's the world. So it's people, you know, but it's also the world. So they're just driving around doing their own thing. Uh-huh. If you get close enough to him, you can challenge him or talk to him. I don't want to talk to any of those people. <laughs> I don't know them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is weird. I don't like it when it's because that game has multiplayer, right? Yes. But it's like races. Yeah. Uh, I don't like it when the the live stuff is has been the live stuff is increasingly being integrated into single player. Yes. Um, the Hitman games. Good. Good. Uh, How is there more than a single player version of that? So they have had. Uh, it, it's only barely more than single player. It's uh, asynchronous multiplayer, as in like, uh, oh. I think the latest ones have the thing where like you can, uh, like you can like time trial challenge a buddy. 
And I think there's, I think the newer one has a, where you can like see their ghost of like what they, what, what they they've did. been doing. Yeah. Uh, but that's barely only, that's only barely more than single player. But ever since that first one of the new, the reboot of the trilogy, um, they've been always online. That's weird. Yeah. I remember when what was the one that you had on PlayStation three absolution absolution. Yeah. I remember when that came out and it was, it would show you your friend's scores against yep. your score when you finish a level. And Tim had all, Tim had pretty good scores, you know, hundred thousand, 200,000. <laughs> and then here's me, you know, my scores are negative a million, yes. negative 2 million. And, uh, it looks like Tim's the big winner there, but he's not. No, <laughs> no. I had a lot less fun. <laughs> Very true. Fucking, ah, God damn it. How did he see me? Fucking restart. Whereas me is like, the guy's like, shoots me. I'm like, all right, motherfucker. I was killing people that weren't even involved in anything. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, of course. I, I, I was, I was a hit. Like you were a hit man where you were strategic. You go in, you kill one person. That was it. I was the hit man where there were no, no survivors. <laughs> I'd go in and just kill everyone. Everyone. Some random guy working at the, at the, uh, in the village market, you know, cooking tofu. And I'm just like, sorry, man, your time's come. <laughs> I'm a ghost because no, because no one's left alive that saw me. Suck it, tofu man. <laughs> you fuck punk bitch. Yeah, there was and there was one level in that game where you're like in this huge crowd in like a, a street mall yeah. in China, and just a huge crowd. And you're supposed to like sneak through and like shank your your target. And I just pulled out both of my guns and just fucking unloaded into the crowd headshots got like 13 headshots before people started scrambling away yeah. and then of course all the the like uh attacking npcs come at you and i kill all them kill my target kill all the random civilians and then it's like i finished the level and it's like your your score is negative 2.5 million yes you're right i had a lot a lot of fun playing that game yeah so i wonder when this is gonna start uh going into other fields like more. books and comics yeah especially comics i can see with the new like you what is it marvel marvel universe is that their app unlimited marvel unlimited yeah, yeah. and then dc has dc universe that's their app uh, yeah, yeah and you know those oh yeah you can access all our back catalog and you get your weekly subscriptions but What's to stop them? You know, the, the Comics Code Authority, that was like the first real censorship that yes. came up in the in America, and they would take the cleavage lines out of women and stuff. What's to stop them from going like, ah, oh, you know, this this thing where Deadpool misgenders someone is not all right, so let's go ahead and just change that little yeah. word bubble real quick. And, yeah. Oh, here, this, this, this issue where Batman slapped Catwoman, like, oh, we shouldn't really have that happening. He made a homophobic remark. Uh-huh. Or like, you know, you go to the movie and it's like the movie theater has to have a constant <laughs> internet connection, right? The Wi-Fi drops out halfway through the movie and you're sitting there watching a, a bar go yeah, <laughs> in, in a circle. In the movie theater. Yeah. yeah. Like, man, I hope the Wi-Fi comes back on soon. That would be... That would be a killer for movie yeah. theater. That'd be the end of movie theaters. And I don't think, I, I think they'll continue to do the thing they do now, which is where they like download it from a server and, but they, they have a local copy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but then that like, you know, Oh, did you get the second, second week run, uh, update? Yeah. Are they going to start putting that on posters? Like uh, Avengers world's mightiest here, earth's mightiest heroes version 
1.763A5B. Like, ah, I saw what version did you see? I saw version 1.13. Like, oh shit, oh shit, how'd uh-huh. you get to see that? Like, ah, sneak preview. Uh huh. Yeah. Comparing little tiny details. Yeah. Were Black Widow's nipples hard in that scene? <laughs> they were not. They were oh, not. That's why you got to see 1.13. I, I almost wonder if it's a marketing gimmick. Yeah. It's like, be sure to see the new Black Widow movie. Version 1.13, version 1.2 will not have any of the cool shit in it. Yeah. It's like, we got to go opening night. We got to see the original version. Little did they know. It'll be uh, like that when like clue right every theater had a different yeah, ending yeah it'll be shit like that man oh we gotta you gotta go see it again like they just released 1.45 a it's got two more seconds of of blood dripping off of wolverine's claws yeah. and iron man makes a new joke it'll be that'll be the that's the future of cinema right because didn't they shoot they shot uh, the second, um, uh, first Avengers, the first Avengers movie, the second post credit scene where they're eating the shawarma, mm-hmm. they shot that after the world premiere, after the world premiere, because they yeah. had the idea then or something. Right? I think they had the idea, but that was the, the only time they could get the actors back together. Yeah. Which they don't Two have that, weeks before the movie came out. They don't have that problem anymore because they just, just digital, digitally make actors. Yeah. <laughs> Digital Paul Walker. God. <laughs> yeah, that's so I think that, that that era is over. You know, if you if you missed a shot, now they'll just compose it in CG. Especially get get on get on FaceTime and uh yeah, just get on FaceTime with us and read us your lines and we'll uh we'll throw we'll throw that up onto your uh your body double. Yeah. Smaller films not gonna be able to do that, no, but like so. Disney that's the way they're no going to start doing their shit. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if in another 15 years, all of their stuff is just facial capture. And then they, they get, they pay stuntmen to do body yep. capture and the rest of the, they're just animated movies. Yeah. Which would just be embarrassing. And then it's like, Oh, uh, 14 year old got a boner during the screening of, of this new, uh, Catwoman movie, so we need to go in and unsexify the uh, animations on her walk. She's shaking too much ass. Oh no! Now we have to release a new version. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. The the constant. I mean, they're they're doing it to. I I think books that'll probably be coming because I you yeah know, everyone's on Kindle now or or something yeah. like that. I've I, I've I've got hardcover first editions of stuff that I've found, you know, misprints in. Yeah, and they that editing is supposed to be oh we had a misprint like let's fix that yeah second edition, but there's nothing telling them that they can't go in and like rewrite Harry Potter to where Harry Potter's like I believe that trans women are women. <laughs> Like, yeah, Harry Potter hero. Yay. Like, you know that, you know, that day is coming. I don't know when yeah. That's, I saw a thing. Someone was posting about how they're upset, that, you know, because JK Rowling is a turf and how you can't still like Harry Potter because JK Rowling is a turf, <laughs> not being able to separate the art from the yeah, artist, yeah. but also, also 
nowhere in Harry Potter is there anything. There are no trannies in Harry Potter at all. Nope. So like, why can't you just read it and enjoy the story and not be thinking constantly back ahead? Like the lady that made this shit up doesn't think that women are man trans. Just read the fucking book. You fucking psychopath. Like I'm not, I'm not reading comics by, I'm not reading comics, but I'm, when I'm reading something, I'm not like Googling the author. Does Lee child support Uh white men or does he a, did he support Black Did Lives Matter? Did Ian Fleming ever say the N-word? Yes. All right, I'll go ahead and read these <laughs> James Bond books. Can you, that's what I'm going to start doing. I'm yeah. going to start Googling authors. If they haven't said, said the N-word, I'm not reading it. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, that's a great issue, Tim. Well, uh, here's what I don't get. The Rush to Decorate. It's uh, now officially December which now means we are now in the month where Christmas happens. Yeah. Now is the acceptable time to do Christmas shit. Yes. Last month, not acceptable. October, absolutely not acceptable. September, kill yourself. Yeah. August, you should be wiped from this fucking planet. Nuke it from orbit. Um, you know something I noticed in October driving around the neighborhood, driving around looking at all the houses? You know what I noticed? What? That not a lot of them were decorated for Halloween. Sure, there was the one down there at the end of the street that had like the spider web up, yeah. and that was it. There were a couple houses that had pumpkins, and that was it. There wasn't, there wasn't like a couple people had the inflatables up. You know, like, oh, I got an inflatable of a cat and a pumpkin. Decorated for, I'm done decorating for Halloween. Uh, but most of the houses, nothing. You know, I wasn't here for trick or treating, but going by. The last few years of being in houses during Halloween, yeah, fucking kids don't really do that anymore. No. Houses don't decorate, so they're not giving out candy, and kids don't dress up, so there's no reason to give out candy. It's a, it's a, it's a sad decline. Yes. So I remember as a kid, like going trick or treating when I was, been you know under ten, yeah. seven, eight, nine, and they're just being like a fucking parade of. Yeah kids you know yep. and i i would sometimes be in a group with family sometimes it would just be like me and my parents yep. when i got a little older it was just me and my friends and there'd be three or four of us that would go house to house but we'd be walking and like there'd be a group 250 feet in front of us and 250 and kind of going in a in yeah. a chain or all around the neighborhood and i remember when i was taking my sisters my younger sisters out trick-or-treating um they would, we would go and there'd be fewer and fewer houses and I'd see fewer and fewer group, groups of kids. And now it's like, it doesn't exist anymore, but the houses aren't decorating. But what really upset me was fucking Friday of that last week. You know, Thanksgiving just happened. Yep. These fucking houses are decked the fuck out. Leaving here with it when it's dark, yep. you, you'll see the house is just covered in lights. Like fucking Clark Griswold yeah. in Christmas Vacation covered in lights and it's because obviously now it's because they're all led you can buy them for cheaper and run them for less power 
there's there's one house that's got candy canes surrounding their fucking driveway. There's one house that has a bunch of inflatables, houses with light up trees and shit. I didn't see any of this fucking festivity in the month of lead up you had to yeah, no to get to Halloween. But you did all this shit in a day, in a day. I got nothing better to do. Better decorate the fucking house all up for Christmas, even though it's not even December yet. You fucks. Like the people, the corporations have it. We've complained about that ad nauseum. I'm not going to go into it anymore, but the people, they're just, it's like an automaton. There's no, there's no scale. Like let's get out there and get them Christmas lights up and get them fucking turned on. Thanksgiving, 100% complete Christmas starting now. Yeah. 100% complete. It's, and it's, it's annoying because if you're going to go that, like we, I didn't do, we didn't decorate this house for thanks for Halloween. We put out some pumpkins. Yeah, yeah. That was it. You know what we're going to put up for Christmas? A tree. But no, fuck, we don't have a tree. Yeah, great. No tree. Fucking, I'm going to put a Festivus pole up, an aluminum pole right there. High strength to weight ratio. <laughs> I don't like tinsel. I find it distracting. Uh, no. Yeah, so we're we're guilty of not decorating for Halloween, but we're also not going so we're not hard in the paint for Christmas. Yeah. These people are going all out for Christmas. Going hard for Jesus. And yet they don't have any you couldn't take 10% of your decorations for Christmas yeah. and apply that towards the other holidays of the year. The ones you you decorate for, you know, Halloween, 4th of July, maybe Easter. Easter, yeah. Um I just, I find it dis- disgusting. I find it disgusting because, because the other thing about it is none of it is charming. It's no. all kitschy store-bought shit. Yes. It's I, the inflatables. I've always hated those inflatables. I think that they're lazy. Like, oh yeah, let me decorate for Halloween. Plop this fucker out, run an extension cord, stake it down, press a button. <laughs> Look, it's a cat and a pumpkin. Look, it's a Santa Claus. All right, we're all decorated. Let me get the snowman up. I, I just, I don't care for him. Uh, there's this one house that already had that has their like nativity scene up on their front yard. They don't understand how the nativity scene works. I, I hate having to explain this shit to yeah. supposedly religious people. When you do a nativity scene, you put up your your fucking barn, and then you put. You're, you put the people in the nativity scene as they arrive because they all arrived at over time Yeah, um, with the three wise men arriving late. But you don't put Jesus in there until Christmas. Because that's his Because that's, that's his birthday. That's what These he people was got born. their fucking yeah. nativity scene already up just right there. You got to cruise down the street, go right at it. It just pisses me off. Store-bought, store-bought like plastic trees and reindeers and shit. And I've also noticed this weird pattern. When I was a kid, lived in this neighborhood, and there was one house that went Clark Griswold for yeah, Christmas. Yeah. They had all of these rain. They had like a full Santa sleigh that was all lit up with reindeer. Yeah. With their, their heads like moved back and forth and up and down and shit. And they had a bunch of other reindeer and light up trees, and their whole yard was fenced in. Okay. So year round, it was just this weirdly antisocial yard. But then Christmas would hit, and Christmas the yard was... Festive. Uh, was festive, yeah. And then I was driving over to Trekking and Tuckins the other day, and I saw another house just like it. Total other side of town, also with a fully fenced-in yard. I have, I think it's weird that that these uh, 
like you keep all your shit inside our yeah, square. Yeah. Don't come touch our shit. I find it odd. I but come come Christmas time. Look at our shit. Yeah, and, and well, I feel like the no, I feel like the fence is there because of Christmas time. I I feel that they put the fence up so all that no one would come walk through the yard of Christmas kitschy shit. Instead, they get to look at it through an ugly chain link fence. <laughs> I I just don't get. I understand last weekend was very uh, pleasant weather. Yep. You know, it was like high 60s. It was a great weekend yeah, 70, for, for decorating 70 shit. degrees outside. Yeah. But I just, I've never understood why people can't. Okay, we put up all our Christmas stuff. We're not going to turn it on until like December 1st. Nah, put it all up, turn it all on. Start. We need to start buying. And, and uh, I was listening to that Larry show, his Halloween episode a few months ago. He's talking about this Frankenstein monster that the, his, him and his daughters built with, you know, out of wood. And they, they like every year they decorate him differently. And was, I think the first year was Frankenstein. Yeah. And then they made him like Jason and, and they've used them for other holidays, but it's this, um, a wooden frame that they like wrapped in burlap and put clothes on them. And, and he's, he's a decoration. And there's yeah. only one of those in the world. Yeah. It's Larry's. And, nothing none of this stuff like i could just go to walmart and replicate your yard and especially when you get into these neighborhoods this one's not so bad but a lot of them that are like these pop-up expansions where there are like four or five houses and they just put them in different places they don't put any they don't put two of them that look exactly like right next to each other because then you go hey like my dad's old house there are two or three more of those in that neighborhood, yeah. but they're all ball, but they're far enough apart that you have to go like, that's the layout of our house. This is weird. Yeah. Why is our house here? Our house is over there because nothing's made for you anymore. It's made by like, they t- choose these housing developments and they go, all right, let's for floor plan, a floor plan, a B C D E F G H yeah. start building them. And, and then you go and so you've got this cookie cutter house and you have cookie cutter decorations and none of it's interesting. The And the people go way overboard. You know, I've got one friend. She's got seven Christmas trees in her house. Seven Christmas trees. Thanksgiving was two days ago. So not even a week ago. It's five days. Five days. You got seven Christmas trees up in your house already? Fuck's sake. Now, my mom is, despite being an avowed atheist, for some reason puts up like 15 million Christmas trees. Yeah. But she does them over time. So she'll put up one, you know, one every couple of days. I I feel like you could have a gradient of decorating. You don't need to do it all the day after Thanksgiving. And nope. if you're if you're good, if you're doing that, then you need to have some fucking pumpkins out. You need to be giving out candy on Halloween. You need to find a fucking scarecrow, put it up in your front yard, maybe some gravestones. Do something. Yep. Switch out your front porch light bulb to an orange porch yeah. light bulb. You know, last year I was living in the house over there. And my porch light had two light bulbs in it. And for Halloween, now, most of the year, they're most of the year, uh, they're just white. Well, I had one white and one blue. Yeah. And and then on the back porch, I could set those. There was the the studio house had a light and there was a light above the the back door. Well, for Halloween time, I set one to be purple and one to be orange. It was a little thing. Lights come on. Hey, those are purple and orange lights. Halloween time. Those aren't 
Those aren't just regular light bulbs. That's fun. That's fun and nice. I like that. And then back to the rest of the year, just back to regular white light or the blue light if I want to have some light out there, but I don't want it like shining back in the windows. No big deal. But not these people. These people, ah, Halloween. Who needs it? Ah, lame, no, lame you, holiday. You can't get hard for Frankenstein. You got to get hard for Jesus. I'm not going to get any shit for Halloween. That's a holiday for children. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you could celebrate it as an adult. Like, yeah. you could get, have a little get together, people, and watch some scary movies, carve some pumpkins, yep. uh, give out candy. I used to love giving out, I love giving out candy. Yeah. When we, when we, the last house we lived in, when it was happening, being out there, all these kids come up, they're so excited. They have like, the, you'd have all the store bought costumes. Then you have like sure. a kid show up in something that they Homemade, made or sourced. Yeah, and it's cool like, robot that is an awesome whatever. costume, yeah. kid. You get, you get extra candy. Extra candy. High five. Yeah. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Doing not doing nothing. Walking the door, opening it, trick or treat. Here's how you guys had yep. Happy Halloween. Close the door. Go back to doing what I was doing. Make sure you, rings. Making sure you get rid of the orange pixie sticks because they have that weird what weird flavor. <laughs> the orange pixie sticks have that weird uh, like metallic artificial flavor to them. I have no the idea other ones. What you're the other about. ones don't, but the orange ones do. Yeah, make sure you get rid of the orange ones. First kid, here's a bunch of orange pixie sticks. Like, <laughs> what does it matter with you? Like, don't ask you any questions. Get the fuck out of here. You little bastard. Yeah, you see some kid dressed up as Batman and and Yeah. You give him props. Oh, you think candy you're on. <laughs> you pick him up, snap his back right in front of his mom. Yeah. I was wondering what would break first. Why she's just your screaming. Body or your costume. <laughs> Yeah. Eh. Not these people. These people are a bunch of Halloween Scrooges. Yeah. Fuck them. Gotta get their goddamn LED lights out. And they're, they're just bright put, as shit. Put out LED lights for Halloween. Yeah. You can go buy them in purple and orange. Yeah. Red or something. I don't know. Make a cool uh, bat or a pumpkin. Yeah. That's... It's just disappointing. It's just disappointing to be driving around your neighborhood and just like having contempt for the people that live around you. Because they had to, oh, we got to do it. Got to do it right away. Got to do it this weekend. That way everyone knows we love our Christmas. We got, oh. I mean, when we went uh, to the gun show a couple weeks ago, that was that was deep November. Yes. And we were walking uh, back from the hideaway pizza down uh on cherry street and there was a house that had a christmas tree already up and lit oh yeah that's right and i wanted to throw i wanted to i wanted to like pull out a gun and shoot out the windows and throw (laughs) things through their windows like it it was we're just lit not just sitting there lit up yeah like pre-thanksgiving you people are gonna come over and look at your thanksgiving tree you (laughs) fuck i hate i hate pine Trees too, just now in general. Yeah, fuck them. You hate pine saw. I hate pine saw. Yep. Yeah, I stopped drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> I got so upset. You know, they fired the black lady, the the, the, the pine saw lady. They thought she was a racial stereotype, and I was like, I'm not drinking pine saw anymore. You fuckers. What? Yeah. What's What's so stereotypical about the the pine saw lady? <sighs> yeah, not allowed to have black people on your bottles. Guess not. Yeah. That's what everyone was upset about, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Pine Saw lady. Yeah. They took her off. Yeah. Her and Uncle Ben. 
<laughs> Uncle Ben's gone now too. I thought Uncle Ben dodged it because it was months after Aunt Jemima disappeared. Uncle uh-huh. Ben was still on the ride, so I was like, ah, Uncle Ben. And then one day I go to get my Uncle Ben's, and Uncle Ben is no longer there. Ever since 1967, man. Amazing Fantasy number 15. And I was just, I stood there, and it was it was like he was getting shot again and again for every box of rice. It's yeah. like he's getting shot. Yeah. And it just kept saying to me, with great power comes great responsibility. How am I supposed to make rice with that Uncle Ben? I don't know how to make rice. With uh. great power becomes becomes great responsibility. <laughs> uh, these fuckers. I just want to go like I want to go find their master cutoff at their yeah. uh, electrical meter and just just go start flipping them <laughs> off. Cause you, middle of the night, three in the morning, just turn it off. Let it get real cold in there. I wake up. Oh my god, it's freezing here. <laughs> they go check the breakers. Nothing. They go out to the meter and it's a big toggle off. F you. Well, that's my issue. The rush to decorate. Just like, like let it, let it breathe. Let it breathe. Don't start turning shit on right away. Go in phases, right? Oh, we put the lights on the on the peak of the house because it was a nice day. Uh, okay, that's nice. And then next weekend, oh look, your snowman's out. Your yep. little Santa's out. Now, the next weekend, your Christmas tree's up. Put some candy canes. It's out. called Advent season for a reason. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a gradual progression of shit. You light the one candle, then the next week you light the next candle, then the next week you light the next candle, then you light the red candle. It's all on a wreath for some yeah. reason. You don't go light all four fucking candles the first fucking week of July. I don't know about you. When Jesus I, when is I coming. Get, when I get an Advent box, a box of chocolates, I just open up. I just go straight, straight in order. One night. <laughs> yeah, I don't even pull the flaps. I just pull the whole the whole yeah, tray. Yeah, the whole out tray out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the box. You're supposed to eat those one a day. Not eh, not, not even in order. It's like it goes from like three to twenty nine to seventeen. I remember when I was in um, middle school in my German class, my teacher got a German advent calendar. Yeah, and um, she had us. They were they were you know it was from. Holland. I think she's from Holland. And so she had us, it was like every day someone else opened the flap and just read the thing in German that was inside the flap. Cause it like told, told the yeah, story yeah. of Jesus. I assume, I don't remember. And then, and then that person got to eat the chocolate and that was some good ass. Yeah. The king of Jesus. But then, then we got to like, you know, school ended on, yeah. on the 18th. So there was six days left in the, in the calendar. So yeah. we just blasted through <laughs> blasted all those. Through, yeah. Uh, fun times. Well, this has been Here's I Don't Get. I'm Tad Burt. I'm Tim the Handlebreaker. We'll catch you guys next week. See ya. If you want to call in Here's Got Hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us in the page in the discord under the voicemail upload channel uh we don't have any voicemails there but we do have some voicemails in the voicemail hotline i was really pondering on your issue about shoes coming in white predominantly and i think i figured out something i think i might have a clue uh what if there was a group a certain demographic that really really like sneakers Really, really like things that are white because it meant they're doing well. Uh, it lived mostly in urban areas where there wouldn't be a lot of dirt to get on them. 
and uh, didn't like work or anything in them. <laughs> I, I, I really think if, if we could figure out what group this was that they marketed to, we'd understand why they were all white sneakers. People would just sit around or play basketball in them and not use them for anything to them dirty. And probably sold them anyway whenever they were peacefully protesting. And yeah, it really seems like there might be a group like this. Get back to me. You know, I think there might be a demographic. Uh, basketball Americans. <laughs> yep. That's their ruining shoes for all of us. Despite being 13% of shoe buyers, they commit 100% of loonings of footlockers. Well, fuck, here's what I don't get. Why do I need an account to log into an account for the stupidest thing? Selling fucking NVIDIA's uh, GeForce Experience bullshit so I could install my video drivers and instead of just, you know, letting me install fucking the drivers, it's like, oh, no, no, before you gotta do that, you gotta, you gotta log into an account. And it's just fucking mind-boggling. Why? Why do I need to? Fuck you. I just want my goddamn drivers. Yeah, I had that exact same experience. Speaking of the everything G-Force. is being live, yeah. that goes right into your issue. Yeah. The GeForce thing, I had to update something, and then it turned out to just be an update. It kept popping up. GeForce. Yeah. It was an update for GeForce for experience. The app, yeah. I don't want your stupid thing. It's just a, it's a goddamn video driver. Uh, it That is ab- so irritating. And that's another great example of now... Now your drivers are a live service that you have an account for for some reason. Yeah. Uh, let me, like, I saw my new computer. Let me log into my GeForce account so that I can have my driver for my video card. Jesus like, Christ. oh, let me remember that thing that yeah. I logged into once. once. <laughs> uh, what a what a stupid. St- and my computer has a couple of them because it has like the Red Dragon. Um, no steel series is built in yep. uh to, for the keyboard so i have to have an account for that to be able to change the colors of my keyboard um and it has the g-force experience and it has whatever its onboard thing is the msi one yep. uh, maybe, maybe that one's red dragon that also needs an account and it's like the just for stupid metrics on my yep. computer that i don't need yep. yeah anyway well that's our episode this week thanks everybody